As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You're in a good place now. Relax, breathe, smile. You've entered into your element, the home of origin, the home of intelligence and beauty, where relevant topics are discussed, where what you think counts, and where superior is the norm. You are listening to Perspectives with Ashley Burgess. No, you can't hear that. No. Since, since my baby left me, well, I found a new place to dwell. That's all right. Well, where things. Oh, sounds raga. You don't want to go raga. No, 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 it don't. It sounds barbershop. Barbershop raga. Watch the watch the It's a new house to king. Oh, this is thoroughly depressing. It really puts perspective on things, doesn't it? Not yeah. too much. There's too much perspective now. Welcome back live to Perspectives, and I'm your host, Ashley Burgess. Tonight we're talking about being a savior. you got to stop trying to save people and get real with yourself. You know, it's about time already. You know, a lot of us want to try to save everybody and their grandmother. It seems like we want to save them and not really think about our own issues, our own problems, the things that we need to take care of in our own life. You know, it is a lot easier to take care of someone else's issues than it is to take care of our own. I know that personally. I've, de- I've dealt with it a million times, I think. And it's almost like the concept of just saying, well, they got a lot more problems than I do. I'm going to try to help them out. But most of the time, we don't even realize that we have that savior complex. We don't realize that we're putting our own life on the back burner because guess what? It's just more difficult, to be quite honest with you, because it hits home because it's, it's us. It's not them. It's us. Bill, how you doing tonight? You know, I'm doing pretty good, Ashley, and uh, I don't have the uh, desire to save the show tonight because I know that uh, what you have is going to be a great show for us. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta, we gotta save the marriage first. No, we got, we gotta save the friendship. You know, we gotta save the show. Well, I'm glad. The, this show doesn't need to be saved because plus, right? it's from you. Oh. <laughs> so special, man. Let me take I a shower. I love you, Bill. It, it, about that raise now. Let me, <laughs> let me take a shower. It's all about the money. Let me take a now shower, I see man. you, buddy. Let me take a shower. Eric, what's up? Hey, you know, I'm hanging out, just trying to figure out, um, you know, how I can relieve a little pressure off myself from trying to save people. Yay! <laughs> I'm out of the game. I'm out of the game. No more savior. No more. Eric savior. Was, has been a savior for many years, so he's a reformed savior. <laughs> a reformed savior. Oh, I don't know. We'll see about that. No, yeah, I'm just we'll, see. we'll see. We'll see. Keenan, how you doing? I'm good. Um, as far as saving people, I'll I'll throw you a rope. But as far as the whole like just 
daring and dynamic going in there running into burning buildings i'll i'll, I'll leave that for the fire department well, will you throw the <laughs> rope and will there be anybody will you be pulling the rope or will you just throw out a rope will the rope other end of the rope actually be attached yeah, to something? Be attached. <laughs> Here's a rope. do what you want with it you know yeah i'll just throw a rope that's it Here's a rope, and they're like, whoa! No, or there's a big cinder block attached to the bottom. <laughs> well, you, know how, you know how it is. All, we, get, we have all these uh, people trying to save other people, and some people are kind of not worth saving, if you ask me. Well, and don't want to be saved, maybe. Exactly, because they are not, yeah. So, But so, not some, saved, some people do, and not only that, but they also, uh, it's like their whole self-image is uh, you know oh save poor little me so yeah. help me from the Bernie building Rapunzel Rapunzel look right down, down your, your hair, hair. Yeah. <laughs> I am the man in the knight in shining armor and I have a white stallion that and I will come and pick you up chin. woof mm. woof and I smoke parliaments. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, so you know. So, <laughs> parliaments. Yeah, that, that was a or, cool well, cigarette. But that was the last cigarette I smoked when I quit four years ago. The parliament. I went to the Parliament Ultralights. Anyway, wow. yes, I was a hipster on the Parliament Ultralights. Not, not, not that we're advertising cigarettes or anything, so. I no, thought, she was, about, right I thought she was talking about Parliament Funkadelic, personally. I'm Ooh. like, I didn't know. I, I knew the we albums were hot. The I didn't know you could smoke them. Give us the funk. <laughs> oh, we the constitution. <laughs> so I think we have to stop trying to save people and get real with ourselves. I think it's yep. time. I think everybody listening to the show realizes that it's time because to some degree we all are a savior to someone to some degree and it's not really doing them any good and it's not doing us any good. So let's start talking about that tonight. We all know that it's easier to try to save someone else than to save ourselves. We all know that it's easier to look at someone else's problems, deficits, and it is easier than looking at our own problems. It's hard to see our own problems i mean the things that we aren't that good at the things that we could do better at and it's funny because i have a tendency i've done this in the past where you just go okay this person needs my saving you know i mean they're at this they're they're in this crossroads i'm gonna go i'm gonna do more than just hand a rope out there i'm gonna be on the other side and if i fall in i fall into and then all of a sudden i realize what is this doing for me besides not taking care of my own stuff and, and I think we have to begin tonight's conversation with why is it that it's so much easier to save someone than it is to turn that inside, to turn that inward, and to be our own savior? <laughs> you know, I, the thing for me, Ashley, I, I just want to help find that line. I, I grew up building it. You probably can attest to this. You remember the cartoon Penelope Pit Stop? Yes. No. Help, help, yes. help. No, I've and, never and, heard of that. Oh, my God. And, and the little gangster type guys, you know. Yeah, run, yeah, yeah the, the little cars. Know. But there was always this character. This Ooh, was, this wait, 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 wait. You got me a Penelope pit stop. What are we talking? What is it's it? A it's, it's a cartoon. cartoon character. It's a cartoon from, from back where? in the day. From back in the, like, the 70s? Yeah, from back in the was day. Was it on the newspaper? Was it a no. TV no, show? It was, it was, a, it was TV a cartoon that came on the TV. Saturday morning. No, no, no. Go back. So what would this person say? So Penelope pit stop, and she was a southerner. And me wrong, she she was always in trouble, and, and the whole term was help, help. And, and they were like, somebody always, help me. It was always an auto race. Yeah, it was always like a that. race, and Penelope <laughs> was always in trouble, and the guys would always for, forfeit the race and go on a side road to go help Penelope. Right. Okay? What was Penelope's problems? She was always in trouble. On what? And what it was always self inflicted. Her car I, ran off the road. She ran into a building. She had a flat tire. The car exploded. Martians <laughs> came. Car exploded. Yeah. You know, all of this stuff. So, so my point is as a little guy growing up, 
you know, I was raised in a house with a lot of women and I was taught chivalry to be chivalrous and all of that kind of stuff. And so through conditioning, and this is me, through conditioning at a young age, I thought one of the primary roles as a male was to help women. You know, and it went too far, obviously, in my dating life because I was trying to help all the women. But, <laughs> you know, that, that was helping all the women. Yeah. But but as a guy and I know chivalry is dead today in this new generation. But in my generation, it was still OK to help a woman uh, in need. Now, on that same token, I ran across women who created situations so they could have a guy specifically to help them out of those situations. So my my issue is what wh- where does chivalry begin or end, and where does selfish, toxic, creating your own drama to get somebody else to dig you out of it begin? What's that space? Well, there's a big difference between opening the door for a lady <coughs> or letting the door slam in her face. You know what I mean? You, you, you got those two options. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to save you from the door. But you know, I mean, there's certain things that are just, I'm not you know, saving anymore. They're sure they're, 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 they're mainly, they're, they're, they're just respectful, right? They're just respectful. I open the door for you. Maybe I open the door to the car for you. Maybe I wait for you to order or I wait for you to eat at the restaurant. You know, you don't go to the bathroom. The food gets served and I just gobble up all my food and look at you. You know what I mean? There's certain things that might be that kind of requirement, but I think when we try to start saving people, it's not like, oh, you're sick and I need to take you to the doctor. It's more like, like you said, self-inflicted issues to get attention, I think, more than anything. What is this person doing? So, for example, Penelope who? Pit stop. Wow, what a name. There's just so much thought that can go into that go, name. Go, 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 go YouTube it. Go YouTube it. I think about the town bicycle, and I think about Penelope Pitstop. But anyway, um, so, you know, wow. She took it the wrong She, she, she took sure it way, did. She took it way over the arc, She man. sure did. Oh, my God. Over the arc and over the, over the, over the rainbow. Yeah, yeah, so. No, but I think about people that, like, so she blows up her own car, and then she's over there like, help, help, help. Yeah. What was she doing to do that? And I think that's where you have to draw the line between, yeah. are you trying to save somebody blind? Blindly. Yeah. Because when we're saving people, we're going into it blind because we're not even figuring out the fact that we have problems, too. I like it when somebody has an alcohol problem, but their problem's not as bad as someone else's. Yeah. And so they only have eight glasses of beer or eight hard liquor drinks a night, and that person drinks 16. Yeah. And so they go to that person, they go, you know, you need to really slow down on your drinking. You know, I you really, I care about you, and I want you to be better. And that person's looking at that other person going, dude. You drink half as much as me. What gives you the right to come over here and try to save me? What about your own self? You got exactly. problems, too. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, like, there are some people, I don't know what it is. They just feel as if they want to save everyone. I'm like, shoot, I know a person who's been with a guy for eight years, and she has been paying for his life. Because she's but been saving him. She's Yeah, saving him, providing him food and shelter and, and everything else. it. Yeah, yeah, he's milking it. Uh, yeah, no, no yeah. doubt. And probably yeah. she knows. He's, he's holding out for a it. management position, I'm sure. Probably. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he is. But, but like paying, yeah, but paying for a person's life for that long. And you sure that's not my cousin? No, no, sure? no, okay. no, it's okay. not your cousin. Okay, I got The one no. that gets all the girls no. pregnant. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Right. And, and then calls them all kinds of names. And then calls them all kinds and of women names. women are all about one thing, just trying to get a guy stuck in a relationship you know, and I mean, milk I mean, them out of their money and child support. That guy. You know, that guy, I mean, yep. but the thing is, I'm, I mean, like, I'm not, I mean, I'm not, I'm not too cruel. I'm not too much of an ogre when I say, you know, I'll just throw you a rope or anything like that. You know, I'll, it's like this. I'll throw you a rope if you can actually pull yourself up and help me pull you up the mountain. 
You I see what I'm exactly saying? what you're saying. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Where it's like, you know, I throw you a rope yeah. and here I am. I'm just pretty much playing tug of war by myself. Are you, you a know? lifetime victim or is this a one-time occurrence? Exactly, exactly, exactly. Because some know? people take it to that lifetime victim role where you're over there yeah. every day with the rope and Keenan no longer has a chance to be Keenan anymore because mm-hmm. Keenan's got to take care of, of Peggy or... Penelope, Penelope the whole time. Yeah, Penelope. <laughs> Peggy. I've started. I've started something here, You started here, something man. here. Peggy, Penelope, <laughs> pit stop woman. Hey, Eric, for, from now on, on, run all your cultural references through me. Okay, all right. That, no, that we'll, way, we'll, I'll, I'll, I can tell you she knows who it is. Yeah, she knows who it is. I'm like, all it's right. the equivalent of being Super Mario and having to save the princess all hey, the time. Do, do you know who Super totally Mario true. is? I do know who Super okay. Mario is. See, we, we speak the same language. We speak the Mario, we speak the conflict language too over here. <laughs> so yeah, when we were turning we talking about more about how to stop trying to save everybody else and try to turn some of this energy and thought inward. Perspectives of your host, me, Ashley Burgess, will be back in be back in two shakes. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply. up and jump in the deep end on Perspectives with Ashley Burgess. The water's warm and there's a swim-up bar. Glass of perspective, anyone? Now, here's Ashley. Welcome back live to Perspectives, and I'm your host, Ashley Burgess. Stop trying to save people and get real with yourself is what I'm trying to say tonight. we got to stop trying to save other people and their lives and their wretched lives. No, actually, we got to save ourselves and begin to get real. So what are you just trying to say, Ashley? Just say it. <laughs> just come out and say it. <laughs> Uh-oh. If all you listeners out there just saw the look Ashley gave me. <laughs> some SOSs. Save I know. ourselves. Yeah, I, I need to be saved now. Somebody save me. <laughs> you know what I was thinking about right there was the Catholic uh, priest when they walk by during like Ash Wednesday and they uh, have like the, the incense holder that they dangle off right, that right. chain yeah. and they have it on, 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 on. anyway and that, it was kind of a combination of that and um, Monty Python but anyway uh, <laughs> it was pretty funny remember that but look at the bones man look at the bones and they're like it's just this tiny little white rabbit no but look at the bones and the rabbit's like totally like just eating people you know it, it was pretty funny anyway uh, I remember so let's talk about this um I think it's a lot of times a lot easier, right, Bill? I, I think that you and I talked about this in the past probably a million times. It's a lot easier to help another person or to save another pe- person than to look into our soul, look into our life, and sit there and say, man, I have some personal work I need to do. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, you don't know the old saying, look in the mirror, okay? Well, uh, a lot of us willfully pull up a funhouse mirror and just to distort the image and, and to see what we want to see 
rather than uh, what's actually there. I think that's why it's so important to have a good circle of friends and, and close friends and close family. Who, objective. Yeah, who, who, who can be a little bit more objective and, and, and uh, you know, basically who know you better know yourself, which we have talked about that before. And, Ashley, if, if our listeners do want to uh, listen to past episodes where we talk about that. Oh, listen on Spreaker at uh, Perspectives with Ashley Burgess. Put in Ashley, you'll find it, or listen to iTunes as well. You know, I agree to disagree a little bit, though, with the concept of people that know you better than you. I think they might know a side of you more exaggerated than you might consider about yourself. But I think that that's mostly used as a manipulation tactic. I do feel that sometimes people can know you well, but I don't think that anybody should ever know you better than you. I think you've got to be able to know the blueprint. You've got to be the architect of your life. But when we're too busy saving other people... You can't focus on you. We don't know where the weight-bearing no, walls are. We don't know where the plumbing is. We don't know what's going on because we're too busy looking at other people's blueprints, trying to perfect them. Is this green energy? Is this, is this a responsible architectural building here? Is this person substantial? Are they stable? I'm going to make them more stable. <laughs> I'm going to stabilize them, and I'm going to help them with this side of their life and this side of their life, and I'm going to be the knight in shining army. I'm going to be their duly designated knight. I've declared myself, and that's what I'm going to do, and I have the white stallion, but maybe it's not a white stallion. Maybe it's a white Yukon. I don't know what the kind of car <laughs> is, but it is. It's, it's, it's the 2015s of stallions. You and, know what and, I'm saying? And why can't it be a red stallion or a black stallion? It could or, be a red. Or, or, it could be a Mustang. It could be a white Mustang. Yeah, there you go. Ford ah, Mustang. There you go. <laughs> white Ford Mustang. That's stallion-ish. Yeah, that is. That, that, that is the the or, or, the, or the white yeah. Ford Bronco. Ooh, wait, I mean, that, did oops, I just say that? Other direction. Say that? Other direction. However, the I mean, however, I mean, does not even apply to women with the Florence Nightingale complex. It does. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, it really does. I think I said in an earlier segment. About uh, this one woman I know who uh, pretty much pays for a man's life. You know, mm-hmm. has been doing it for for eight years, providing you know. And the thing is, uh, another friend of mine, good friend of mine, actually, um, she paid for a man's life for six months. However, my good friend is a lot smarter than the previous woman, and she was like, <laughs> after six months, oh no, you don't have a job, you got to go. Why did it take six months? Eight years? Six months. Eight years? Six months. Years, six six months. months. That's my Holy question. Holy Why did it take six months? Oh, you know, no, 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 no. I will give a person six months to find a job. I don't have six months for anything. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I got Eric six, doesn't have the time or the energy for the six minutes, months. Six minutes, man. You got six minutes. Six minutes. Six minutes, Dougie Fresh, you're on. It sounds like you're making some sort okay, of like... Now, now you really just dated yourself. I did, Dougie did Fresh. Yeah, you did. Dougie Fresh is bad, I don't even man. want to know who Dougie Fresh is. I, I'm, I'm, I'm scared to ask. I found I don't know who Penelope was. Not really happy with that one. I got to watch some of that on on break between the segments, and that scared scared me straight. I told you about Dudley Do-Right, too, didn't I? Okay. I don't don't know about this. So we got got to just definitely turn ourselves, turn our energy inward. We got to look at ourselves and begin the self-work, the self-work that you got to do. We all have self-work we have to do. We all have work, personal work that we have to put into ourselves to better ourselves on a daily basis. And I get it. And I think everybody else gets it here, but it's a lot It's a lot easier sometimes to see what other people need to work on. Oh, I think so-and-so needs to work on this, or I'm going to help them with that. I mean, it's almost the concept of when it's, it's kind of the same thing in our lives when we need to be doing something that's really, that's very time-consuming possibly and something we don't want to deal with. And rather than doing that one thing that we really need to do, we decide, eh, I think I'm going to go wash my car. Yeah. You know, I think I might go clean my house. And, and you know... 
And yeah, you probably needed to clean your house for the last five years, okay? This isn't the exact time you need to be cleaning your house, but you really need to be at the tax office dealing with the tax stuff. But instead, the cleaning of the house seems like a really good deal right now. And that's kind of what happens when we're saving other people is that's the cleaning of the house instead of dealing with the audit that the IRS has already called you about. Right. And you got to go do that. But instead, you don't want to deal with the IRS. Ashley, you don't want to deal with it. You are speaking directly to one of my, my family members. And it's I've watched it my entire life. And, and this person, um, their their house could be literally burning to the ground uh, with issues, tax issues, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, money issues. But they would rather go out and try to save someone else who's homeless. And, you know, we're all looking back saying, well, your house is burning. Well, no, I got to go save this other. No, your house is burning. Well, I got to go save this other person. And it is frustrating um, to watch because you're watching their house burn. You you know, my my grandmother always used to say this. You've got to... You know, take care of your own house before yeah. you can go help uh, somebody else. Because are you really helping them? Yeah, in, in that particular case. Yeah, no, I, I get you know? it. It was that way when I was single and and had some level of disposable income. I would have relatives come and you know need fifty bucks here, need a hundred bucks there, need a loan here and there, and and you know I wouldn't. I'm not going to turn anybody down, or at least then I didn't. And then it got to the point where I had no money left, and I realized exactly. Like, hey, this has got to stop, man. You know, the, the, and it was the same people, the, the, same asking for the same fifty bucks. There was a case of a <laughs> uh, the same rent money from the last four months. The last, it was that one yeah. month. I'm a little know? short. I'm a little short. There's a case of a football player. Uh, I think it was last year, and I forget the, uh, the guy's name, but uh, you know he signed this rich contract. And all of a sudden, his uh, uh, relatives, like you know, were basically extorting him, you know, yeah. trying to bully him yeah. into giving them, you know, uh, uh, you know, lots of money. And uh, you know, it, it's that's a kind of a tough situation to be in. You know, yeah. talking about somebody who needs to be saved, so pay, save, save from his own relatives. Pay that, your that's own kind rent of a first. Tough, yeah, no, we yeah. all we all deal with that to some degree, and and it's unfortunate. But thank God, I realize it both emotionally in one situation and financially in other situations. That you know what, if I'm fractured, then I'm really no good for anybody else. If I'm emotionally fractured, if I'm financially fractured, if I'm spiritually fra- fractured, then I'm really no good yeah, for anybody. You know, actually, the, the the old saying is charity starts at home. Well, yeah. it, well, I mean, yeah. well, I liken it to like whenever you're on a plane and like say the uh, I guess the cabin starts decompressing and then the mask comes down. I've never been on a plane when that occurred. But, okay, but the thing um, is though, I'm, well, the thing is though, uh, you put the mask on, on yourself, yourself before you put it on yeah, yeah. the child. I'm, mess- I'm messing with your kid. Yeah, I'm messing with you. <laughs> but Keenan, yeah, that brings yeah. up a good point, and that's actually in my that's actually my uh, the yeah. ten day challenge to live your true life. I talk about put the, the mask oxygen mask, first, and yeah. you don't sit there and put it on your kid as you're gasping for air. And then you try to put it on yourself because it's probably not going to happen. But we do that all the time. Like you were saying, you have a relative that literally everything's falling apart around them. Yep. And so they go out and find somebody that has a lot less than they do. So what would be the opposite? If everything's falling around you, you go after a person that everything's already fallen. Yeah. Go to the homeless people that are out there. You start helping them out because it gives your life some sort of meaning. But it also, also you feel better about where you are in life too. But it also to flip that it gave them an excuse. Well, I lost my house because I was helping other people and it made it feel good. And so it gets twisted in your mind that way. I lost everything because I was helping other people, but I'm still a good person. I'm broke because I was helping other people, but I'm still a good person. And it's a perpetual state that that, they, that they've always found themselves in. And I just find it it's interesting to watch. We've all done it to some degree. But when it becomes overwhelming and overconsuming, um, then that's a big problem. 
Well, yeah, it's like the feeling of wanting to be the savior. Maybe it's the the title we want. Maybe it's because we want everybody to look and say, hey, Ashley, help me. Ashley, save me. But also, is it is it also because most of it we don't want to look inward and see our own deficits? That's most of it. That's it. We I mean, don't that's want to most see the it. problems yeah. that we've created in our own life. We'd rather sit there and be able to give a scapegoat. Yeah. But I've been helping these people. These people I've been helping. And because I've been helping these people, I haven't been able to help myself. You can't expect me to do all this. I mean, I'm doing all this. Why can't somebody help me? And And, and I think a lot of times, too— when we return, we're going to be talking more about how some of this savior complex can be trying to change other people and, like you say, dissipate the real issue, ignore the real elephant in the room, which is the personal work. So stay tuned because Perspectives with your host, me, Ashley Burgess, will be back in, we'll be back in two shakes. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Jake Busey, and you're listening to Perspectives with Ashley Burgess. Welcome back live to Perspectives, and I'm your host, Ashley Burgess. We're discussing how to stop saving people and how to begin to get real with ourselves. You know, I feel that a lot of times when we get into the savior complex, male or female, we have a tendency of doing that because it's easier for us to do that than it is to look inside and see the own things that we need to fix in our own lives. And I've done that personally myself. I've even taken certain things that I need to deal with at that time in my own life and found something less important to focus on. And so I know that we as individuals have a tendency of finding something else to put our time and energy into, especially when we don't want to deal with the reality that we've created. You know, and I, and I think it all goes back to the concepts that we want to help people, but we want to we kind of want to make it easy on ourselves. Like I think the concept behind these talk shows where you got the guy that's over there like um, you know, I'm not the baby's father and all this stuff. And he, you know, that's the baby's mama. And we're going to find out who's the father of the child. I mean, that's like the lowest common denominator. Okay. And what does it do? It builds people up because they go, at least my life isn't that bad. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Yeah. God. Yeah. And you look at Springer and you go, man, my life's pretty okay. I don't have a bunch of babies out there. Things are actually okay. And you know what? It's not that bad. But we got to begin to turn it inwards. We have to be able to look at ourselves honestly and say, hey, Ashley, what is it that we need to work on? What is it that you are floundering on? What is it that you really need help with? And I I think first off is trying to be better than yourself was better than you were yesterday. 
But I think a lot of times, too, when we help other people or try to save them, because we're not really helping them. That's the thing is that it's funny how everybody I know and that, that's been married to someone that they saved, that they went up there in, in the white stallion or the white Mustang or the whatever car that it is and tried to save them. Most of those people are divorced. I think it's about 98% of them. Yep. And they're divorced because the person that they tried to save hates them. <laughs> yep. no, no, no good deed ever goes unpunished. <laughs> that's a crazy comment, though. Yeah, it, isn't I don't it, though? like that. But that's not a good deed. That's the key is that yeah. by saving other people, it wasn't a good deed. It was actually quite a selfish deed because we were selfishly doing it because he didn't want to look at our own issues. Hence the fact that when we try to save somebody instead of allowing them to pick themselves up by themselves. I mean, there comes a time when you can give out the rope like Keenan does, and he's not hes not actually lassoing them. He's trying to help them. But then there comes a time when the rope's been given 15 times. The rope's been given 15 yeah. times for 15 different reasons or for 15 of the same reasons. Same reasons, yeah. And you keep giving that. Guess what? You're not allowing someone to fix themselves, just like somebody with a drug addiction. If you keep going and saving them and saving them and bailing them out from the drug dealer, and I've done this myself too, bailing them out and bailing them out and bailing them out, they never hit rock bottom. And guess what? They don't see it as that big of a problem. Their life has never been in jeopardy. Nobody's ever tried to kill them over money. But you keep bailing them out and bailing them out. And if you don't continue to do that, something might happen. But isn't it time for something to happen? Well, because a person is wanting something to happen or they wouldn't continue to keep going in that direction. You know, actually, I, in a previous episode, uh, I used uh, my mom as, as, a, as an example of someone uh, you know who's looking for someone to save her. All right. And uh, she finally met a guy about 15 years ago, and he just decided, okay, well, I'm just going to save her. You know, and, and he's one of these narcissistic, you know, uh, self centered type of guys. You know, that he has to be the center of attention. Right. And, uh, you know, they met. I forget how they met. And, you know, he just decided that her family had mistreated her, that her health problems were the result of uh, how she was treated as a child. And uh, so she, he's going to save the poor damsel. And, you know, so so he moved her into the house and they cohabitated, you know. Uh, but here was the warning sign that my mom should have heeded uh, was that he, he, he just flat out said, look, I'm, I'm not going to marry you. You know, we can have a relationship. But I'm not going to marry you. Well, and, you know, I, you know? I, I understand where you're going. I do think, though, that a lot of times, though, the savior complex is derived by what they are told by the damsel. You know what I'm saying? Well, and, yeah, well, my mom definitely contributed. I mean, I'm not making her out to be the innocent victim in all this. Um, and, uh, you know, she, she you know, definitely uh, you know, contributed to that situation. You know, for the most part, too, but most, for the most part, most of the damsels or Daniels uh, uh, seem to always hate their Savior, though. And they hate them because, you know what, they probably subconsciously know that they could have saved themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like bailing somebody out over and over well, again. Well, and also, yeah. too, I mean, I think you generally speaking, Eric, uh, you know, some, sometimes you, you just you seem to resent but people who tend to help you because yep. you, you feel obligated to them. Yeah, you, you, took, you, you owe them one. You took the words right out of my mouth. And it, it's, it, it's a complex... Um, uh, it's a complex dynamic uh, when you start talking about saving and helping and all of those things. And, and Ashley, I think you kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier in that... You know, if you keep doing it over and over and over and over again, I think we all have to find our over. Um, it's nothing wrong with helping people. I, I don't want to. I don't want that message to get out. But when it gets to the point to where it's a detriment to your own self, um, uh, uh, financially, 
emotionally and what have you, I think you have to put up some flags and say, you know what, uh, maybe let me step back from this and, and, and see if I'm the one that's, that's the issue or if I'm the one that's the problem. But the toughest thing for folks to do, any human to do, is to look inward. That's the toughest thing to do. Yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly, exactly. I mean, I think uh, what really got me when it comes to um, helping people is actually uh, walking through downtown, through like downtown areas and everything like that. Because the thing is, I would be approached a lot by people and they would ask me for money. Well, the thing is... Panhandlers, right? Panhandlers, exactly, exactly. But the thing is, though, there are some times when I just simply just don't have it. And when I tell them, no, I do not have it, I get cussed out. Yeah. Because they think they're, they're, that uh, you're lying to them and they want to put you on a guilt trip. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. But the thing is, I I've, I've, I've respond to that by saying, you know, hey, look, man, uh, don't blame me for your life decisions. Well, because I can't blame anybody else for my life decisions, right? Exactly. I can't sit there and say, Keenan, uh, I'm mad at you for what happened you, you, to me. You could. It wouldn't mean anything. It wouldn't be right. effective. It wouldn't, it wouldn't you can be. blame all you want. But Eric, I'm mean. so mad at you. My life is in turmoil based on your, your crap. Too bad. <laughs> Too bad. That's on you. But think about it. No, I mean, like, I've saved people before, and every time I, or, okay, I haven't saved them. Attempted. I've tried to, attempted I've attempted to, to yeah. save people, and you know what? It's all turned out pretty bad. Okay? It's always turned out not so good. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's never been like, wow, look at that. You know I mean? Look at all the job I did. That's so awesome. Look at me. Let me step back and see the, the, the house that I built. Okay, I mean, it even almost goes back to when I did a lot of matchmaking. I I used to consider Ooh. myself a very good matchmaker. Ooh. Okay, now I'm not talking about like as a career. I'm just talking about as a personal little side thing that I like to do because I would meet people that I thought would seem to be very yeah, similar. And you're pretty good at personality the, reading. The, the, yeah. the, the Yiddish word is yenta. 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 <laughs> well, I thought I was pretty good, and everybody else thought I was pretty good. But guess what? Eventually, these relationships fell apart, and and they some of them would fall apart really badly. Okay, and I remember I would just respond back with, "But you really wanted to meet them. It wasn't all my fault." But <laughs> yeah, I look at that and, and she's backtracking. Like, but y'all were so similar. I didn't know one person was committed to being um, alone for the rest of her life, or I didn't know one person was really just um, psychotic. I mean, I didn't know all that. I don't sleep with them. I'm not having sex with them. I only see them from one side, one perimeter, one dimension. You know what I'm saying? God bless me. Don't give me. Don't yell at me. So, <laughs> so I tried to save people by trying to make them like find love. Like I'd be like, "Love, you love them, and they love you, and this is perfect, and this is great." Well, yeah, and they would so, call me little so, Cupid, and and we so, love you, and you're going to so, be in the wedding, well, and every I mean, time, like, let's be, I mean, let's be screwed every time. Let's be honest here, though. I mean, like every person needs a companion. I mean, like I trust. I, I trust. Yeah, yeah. Every person needs a companion. So <laughs> I mean, like no. So so it really trips me out when people, you know. They think that they can like just go through this world by themselves when really our species does not function that way. We are very, you know, you know, social. interdependent. You know, we're very yeah. social. I mean, you know, let's, I mean, hell, I said it a while back. You know, if you're locked up in a penitentiary and you act a fool in a penitentiary, what do they do? They will put you in solitary confinement, and being in solitary confinement will drive a person absolutely bonkers. And I love what you just said. Think about it. If you act up and you go crazy, you end up in solitary confinement. But what's the savior concept on that? Think about this. Somebody ends up in, in solitary confinement. You don't think about the fact that they acted up. They might have started a fight. They might try to cut somebody. They might try to kill somebody. And you go, oh, I'm so sorry. How did you get in solitary confinement? Can I do anything to help you? It's kind of like when you start trying to save somebody that's got nobody. And you don't know why. Right. And they sit there and they go, but I don't have anybody. There's nobody then, there for and, me. And then the guy or person in solitary confinement 
and says, oh, man, they're just trying to get me. I didn't do anything, man. They just don't like me. And then you help yeah. them get out, and then they stab you. And you then know? they stab you. And they go, I didn't yeah. want to get out of there. You didn't need to save me. And it's the same concept of the people that you want to save that, that you feel like they got nobody. They, the world's turned their back on them. And for the most part, a lot of times the reason why they don't have a lot of people yeah. around is because they've screwed everybody yeah. else. And yeah. you happen to be the new idiot in town that's coming over there going, can I help you? Yeah. Is yeah. It, can I give you the shirt off my back? Yeah. Can I give you the money I have for your rent? Because yeah. yeah. I'm just... I'm I'll just forego my rent, and I'll get in trouble with my landlord, and maybe I'll get kicked out. But I know and you'll let me stay there, right? right. Yeah, is. exactly. I'm like, no, 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 no. I, 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 I'm not sacrificing my food or my so, shelter for anyone. So if each person tried to save themselves, then this show would be a mute point. Yeah, then Ashley wouldn't have anything to do. Well, no, 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 <laughs> no, no. no. This episode of the show. Well, no, 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 if, no. If no, every no. person focused on saving themselves. And it wouldn't be an outside source. It wouldn't like be going outside when you need to go within. But that's a big. You're right. That's because people would actually be bettering themselves and would not be in need of a savior. Well, what well, well, the thing is though, if everyone was, you know, wanted to, uh, you know, I guess, you know, save themselves, or whatever. I mean, but think is though, when you are saving yourself, when you are helping yourself, I mean, you're, there's still times when you when you're gonna need help. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. well, you are support. Uh, yeah, like somebody yeah, say, yeah, hey, yeah, I yeah. care about you. Yeah, yeah, like help or support. You know, for for example, um, Eric, I heard you say this. You know, um, okay, for example, with me, okay, uh, I had a job, I didn't like it that much, and then I got a new, better job, mm -hmm. which I like a lot, and it pays me awesome. more money. Awesome. Okay, um, you know, I help myself by getting that job. Okay, uh, the place where I live, I don't like where I live. Okay. So I help myself by finding a new place to live. Okay. So everything seems to be going well, honky dory, what what have you. However, I'm still gonna need help with moving. <laughs> I got a bad back, man. Right. <laughs> <laughs> my back is killing me. <laughs> I, I gotta wash my hair, you know, that day. You gotta wash your hair. I gotta wash my cat's hair, actually. Okay, now uh, stay tuned. When we return, we're talking about more about being a savior, but how to stop being that savior and actually saving yourself. Perspectives with me, your host Ashley Burgess. We'll be back in. We'll be back in two shakes. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I can lift you up. I can show you what you want to see and take you where you want to be. Get in here and give us your perspective. We're listening. You're listening to Perspectives with Ashley Burgess. I like perspectives with Ashley Burgess, but I prohibit my workers from listening to it. Welcome back live to Perspectives, and I'm your host, Ashley Burgess. Tonight we've been talking about how you can stop trying to save people and get back to the real you and give back to yourself. You know, we have to turn this energy, this savior complex inward and save ourselves, quite honestly. It's like we want to save all these people, and most of these people don't want any saving. They don't want you to say, why have you become the duly designated savior? 
What makes you the person that is the duly designated savior? At what point in time did you take on that role? Because I don't know anybody out there that when they came into this earth, they were like, okay, you're going to have to save this person. You're going to have to save that person. No, it's about you. It's about this interaction with this lifetime. It's about understanding where you fit in in the stars and the cosmos and this universe and the third dimension and all this stuff. And it's not about you trying to change people. Okay, and like we were talking about right before the break, a lot of times when we try to save people and we we figure that we save them, they end up hating us. They hate you. And the reason why they hate you is because, one, they hate the fact that you were like the almighty savior. And two, it's like they lost sight. It's like you lost sight and they lost sight. It's like you just kept on holding their hand and not allowing them to live. And yes, like you said, Keenan, right before the break about how everybody needs a little help now and then. I'm not saying that you can't help people. I'm not saying that you can't support people. That's different. So like, you know, for example, if somebody needs some support, like, hey, am I going in the right direction in my life? Or, hey, can you support us by listening to us on Spreaker and by liking the show? Can you support us by checking us out on iTunes and at least deciding if you like the show or not? Can you support us by even saying, hey, some of the stuff that you'd like to hear us talk about instead of just whatever. That's support. That's giving a guiding hand. If somebody needs help one day because of something that happened, that's another thing. But if it continues to keep going on and on and on, and it's a cycle that is never ending, you have created a relationship that is based on the savior-loss connection. Just like toxic relationships, this is a toxic relationship. This is not going anywhere. Once you continue to save this person, where do you stop? There's no stopping point because this person will always need saving in your eyes. So how do we actually go within ourselves and stop trying to change the people around us and allow them to be who they are, stop feeling as if we owe everybody the savior complex, how do we actually go within? And I think the first thing that we have to do to go within, I think the very first thing we have to go, do to go within is to realize that all of this is really all about us. The reason why we choose to save certain people is based on our own issues. It's based on the fact that we know we need help, but we'd rather help somebody else that seems less fortunate. It's got less. It's got more to lose, or maybe less to lose might be the answer. Yeah, that's a good way. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree, Ashley. And, and when you peel back the onion on my situation, I spoke to it earlier on this show, and I've spoken to it before um, in relationships that I'd been in. Um, you know, dating relationships are you know at a higher level. Um, it really was about me. Um, as painful as that was, not that I was, you know. At, way off or something but there were some deep issues and we we joked about the cartoon earlier but there were some deep conditioning issues um that impacted me at an early age that caused me to not choose so well and 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 i once i admitted that then i was able to break free and be more open and be more uh uh uh, uh natural if you will in what a relationship is really about well uh, i mean yeah because uh again you charity starts starts at home all right, you've got to be honest with yourself before you can be honest with others. So therefore, you have to be able to help yourself before you can help others. Uh, you, you know, if, if you just go, you know, off, uh, you know, like Superman trying to save the world, okay. Well, you know, are you really helping that person by trying to save them? Or if, like Ashley said earlier in in the show, sometimes you just gotta let people hit rock bottom. Well, also, I think everybody, like you said, everybody has a journey. Every single person has a journey. 
Okay, everybody has a journey, and if you derail another person from the journey that they're yeah. supposed to take, yeah. mm-hmm. you will karmatically pay for that. Karmatically pay for it. And I whether love it, you're it right. you know, you don't want to say any, whether it's that they turn around and hate your guts mm-hmm. because you derailed them. So I have a, I have a story that just comes to mind right now, and I think a lot of people are going to laugh, laugh, laugh really hard when they hear this story. However, back in the day, I used to live in South Beach, Miami, and my boyfriend at the time um, was a personal trainer, and um, you know, he, he's a decently smart guy, but you know. A lot of times he never thought through things to the next level. I mean, when it came to just certain random things. And we were in the park uh, one night on First and Ocean. And there was a turtle that we were actually standing next to the water. And there was a turtle that was in the water. And it was obviously like a land turtle of some sort. But it was in the water. And he pulls the turtle up out of the water and looks at it. And he goes, oh, my gosh. I'm glad I was here to save this turtle. If I hadn't been here to save this turtle, who knows what would have happened to the turtle? I go, well, you probably wouldn't have known that the turtle got hurt or whatever happened to the turtle because you wouldn't have known about the turtle. He runs all the way up to this little mountain and puts the turtle all the way up there and comes all the way back down. He goes, I saved the turtle. Whoa, yeah. You messed up the ecosystem. And I go, dude. I go, that turtle has been probably working really hard to get where it had gone. You know how slow a turtle is? Very. <laughs> and you just took him all the way to the top of that mountain in one fell swoop. That could have taken 20 years of that turtle's life to get down in the water. Now, I don't know if he's trying to take his life or not. He might have been trying to get a sip of water. But the point is, you just took that person off course. And every time we try to save somebody, we do the exact same thing. We put them on the course that we think they need to be on, <laughs> not on the course that they need, need to, to be, be on. And, that's, and Ashley, that is real. Real. That is about as real of a statement that I've heard in a very long time because you're right. Um, everybody's got their own path in life. And when you uh, overstep your bound to some degree, maybe overstepping is a bad word, but when you're, you're, you are you get that God complex, and I think that's part of it to some degree, um, you derail another person's um, uh, destiny, I think, to a very, very high degree. And we pay for it emotionally. Just like Ashley earlier in this segment, you were talking about um, a couple of uh, situations where you were trying to save people. And just you talking about it, your voice became exasperated and, and your tone changed because of the frustration level that you were remembering in trying to do what? Save someone. Well, you know, I, I have to thank you, Ashley, because uh, yeah. I, I got it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was real. Uh, I, I, that was real. The, yeah. the light bulb Mad went real. on. Yeah. Raw. I, here's the moral of the show tonight. Don't be the savior, be the turtle. <laughs> be the turtle. See, you be, got it. Be the, be, turtle. the turtle. be the turtle. Be one with the turtle. Be, be the slow? Turtle. No. Be, go on the journey. Ah, go on the journey. Ah. And allow Reg- a person Regardless to be of how slow you are, I mean, rather well, fast or slow or whatever, that doesn't matter. You know, just stay on your journey. And don't let someone take you out of the water yeah. and put you up on the mountain. Here's the thing. I'm just sticking to the old-fashioned. the turtle. I'm just going to stick to the old-fashioned. Uh, uh, what's that? Uh, it's it's in a some it's in a religious text and it says because uh, I'm not a religious person at all but I do know that it says uh, God only helps those who help themselves. Yes. Yes. Uh, I, I think I'll just stick to that right there. You got to help yourself if you want anything. And you're right because think about it. If if somebody goes out and wants to live on the land, wants to live on the land, wants to live off the grid. Let's just say that. Wants to live off the land, live off the grid. Wants to live amongst the land, amongst society, among Mother Earth and wants to be able to do some manual labor to do so, but that's what they want to do. If somebody jumps in and says, man, you should be you should be a millionaire by now. You're totally ruining your life. I'm going to change you because I want to help you out. 
Okay, and all of a sudden they start putting them through Harvard Business School or whatever, let's just say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this person's changing their life, but then they, they end up resenting every single part of that person because not ever did they want to go to freaking Harvard Business School. Exactly. They wanted to freaking live off the land, but instead, you know, it's all about what other people think you should have. Maybe that person wanted to go to Juilliard and play the violin. Maybe that's what that person wanted to do. I don't, or, you yeah. know. You or, never know. Or maybe that person wanted to be a plumber or an electrician or... Yeah. Or a just wanted to be. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Try to figure them out for themselves. Yep, yep. I mean, I've had people come into my life a lot of of times saying, you know what you need, right? I go, what is it? They go, you need to move out to the suburbs and get a big house with a big backyard. And I go, you know what? You might need that. That sounds like a good idea for you. I'm not going to sit there and argue with people, but there are people that would take that to the next level and help me find that house in the suburbs. And all of a sudden, I'm living out in the suburbs and I'm hating life. And then I think about whoever, you know, got me stuck in the suburbs. Oh, this is all so-and-so's <laughs> and, fault. And, and you're sticking the, the needle in the uh, doll. I'm know, putting up the, the placard of the cross on the wall oh, talking listeners. about I on the martyr. There's a lot worse things than to be stuck in the suburbs. <laughs> Actually, I live in the suburbs. <laughs> you make it a brother don't want to go home now. I'm scared. Maybe I'm not coming home. I'm scared to come to the suburbs. <laughs> you need to stay in the city, brother. I'm going to stay in the city. Stay in the city. So I think overall we figured it out, right? We pay karmatically when we try to save other people. When we try to get them off their journey and derail their journey, guess what? It's like the poor turtle. Turtles just wanted to get to that water, but instead we had to pull them back and put them on that mountain. Life is interesting. You don't have to exactly be the turtle, but understand the parable of the Miami turtle. And A great show, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sleep at the studio tonight because I'm afraid to go home he's, to the he's, suburbs. He's, he's the wackos <laughs> in the suburbs are going to come out from the, the, the he's shrubbery. He's going to roll up in a ball, you know, uh, yeah. like in terror. Here in the studio, hey, great show, real, real show. And I hope it resonated very well with our listeners out there. We appreciate y'all. Keep it real. Keenan, always awesome. Yeah, that's all I know. I know keep it real, keeping it raw, and uh, speaking my mind and everything else. And uh, whatever comes out, comes out. Awesome. Bill? Great be, show. Be the turtle, Ashley. Be the turtle. <laughs> be the turtle. Oh, be, be the, the turtle. I keep thinking tutter. about Chevy Chase over in uh, Caddyshack and be one with the ball. Anyway, stay tuned. we got a great show for you next week. We're going to talk more about some reality, more about some truth, and, and how you can be happier and healthier every day of your life. So stay tuned. Perspectives with your host, me, Ashley Burgess, will be back in. We'll be back in three shakes. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus.